everyone, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are taking Maximo from Ghosts to Glory. Alright, Craig, play that beautifully remixed Ghost and Goblin music. That is beautiful. As soon as the tune starts in the first level, you're like, oh, feel kind of warm. And yeah, fuzzy. all you need to hear is that dun-dun-dun, you're like, mm. yes! With me to help Maximo from Ghost to Glory is my good friend Craig. It's a me, Maximo. Oh, that was better. That was, that was better. That was pretty good. Thank you. All right. Uh, just like Doom Eternal last week, this is a one-episode shot, which means there will be a spoiler wall. But also, as with Doom Eternal, if you care about the story, it's like seven sentences long. So maybe reevaluate something. If you care that much. Now, Maximo is also my pick, so I'm hoping this one will um, redeem the sins of Doom Eternal. Maximo was developed by Capcom Digital Studios. Uh, unlike the normal Capcom Studios, this was a mainly Western-based studio. So we have, in the director's seat, we have David Stiller and Mark Rogers. We have the artists being... Oh, I didn't see that name. I'm going to have to pronounce that. Hold on. <laughs> we have Jonathan Casco and Susumu Masushida with the composer by the incredibly famous Tommy Tallarico. This was released in December of 2001 in Japan and then 2002 in February and March in the European regions. This is an action-adventure game and it's single-player. That's Bit Effect Reads Wikipedia for you. Now, Craig. Yes. Are you familiar with the works of Tommy Tallarico? Uh, yes, from bloody Earthworm Jim days in general. He seems to pop up everywhere. Every video game documentary ever made uh -huh. has a section with Tommy Tallarico in it. Like, <laughs> and like, he's the video games live guy. He seems like he really loves video game music. And for that, props to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um... I, one of my favourite, uh, from when we were recording Earth One Gym, I remember talking about Cool Spot, and Cool Spot is one of my favourite soundtracks because it just fits so well, mm -hmm. and that was very much, that was Tommy Tallarico, wasn't it? I believe it was. Oh, yeah, cool. the dude had his hand in, like, everything that even came close to the West. It was, like, him and David Wise, and, and those yeah. two were it. Um, I, th I, just up front, since we're talking about him here, um... Uh, on the general whole, I do like his remixes of the Ghost and Goblin soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I do like the, the, the remixes. I like. I think he's a superbly, as as with all of these names that kind of pop up continually in our podcasts. He is actually one of the greats that we seem to stumble upon every now and then. He just um, we never talk about whenever. What am I trying to say? When we talk about music in a podcast. We say, ah, the music's great, and blah, blah, blah. If it's Tommy Tallarico, we end up going off on a Tommy Tallarico tangent and talking about Tommy <laughs> wow. Tallarico. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, um, uh, nice alliteration in his name as well. You can get okay. things like the Tommy Tallarico tangent. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's, and I know this is a failing on my end, but there's not a lot of Western composers I know from this era, mm -hmm. but... He's one of like three that I've noticed enough to go. Oh, it's him. 
Yeah. As opposed to mostly Japanese guys. Yeah. All right. So you may be asking yourself, Dave, why Maximo? Why Maximo? Uh, the answer is twofold. Uh, one fold is I wanted to punish Craig. Mm-hmm. Uh, twofold is I really wanted to punish Craig <laughs> because he did better than me in Ghosts and Goblins. And by golly, I'm going to make him pay. Um, so this is a spiritual successor to the Ghosts and Goblins franchise. You're not playing as Arthur. You're playing as Maximo. And it like sort of vaguely takes place in the same universe. I mean, there's no Firebrand in this one, but it's sort of in the same... A lot of the same visual design. Like um, yeah. A lot of this game looks like they just took the 2D graveyard and went, I don't know, let's make it 3D. And oh, it looks like it. Um, first don't off, to, don't to run about in your pants. Exactly. The, the, the heart boxers, which you can exchange for other boxers. I like that. That's a mm-hmm. nice touch. Because uh, if I ran through a graveyard in my boxers and and sweated as much as I imagine Maximo does, I would need a change of boxers. Um, so, do you have any history with this other than the Ghosts and Goblins franchise? No, no, like none. When we played Ghosts and Goblins, I remember you talking about this. We'll need to play Maximo at some point. That was it until now. Okay, yeah, and I'm if if you didn't listen to that episode, listener, Craig was very much that I played one Ghosts and Goblins game and then mm-hmm. didn't really follow the rest of the franchise. Yeah, and I was like, oh, hey, you should try Maximo, and then we tried Maximo, and now we're here. Yeah. So if this was a Guy Ritchie movie, this would be the point where we catch up to where the narrator starts, <laughs> and then we go do a heist. Craig, do you want to be the muscle or the face? Uh, face. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll be the muscle then. Uh, you'll have to give me a minute. I may be wheezing <laughs> while I run. But uh, Okay, so... Wait, I do, all I know is we can't let you be the face. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a very good burn, I must say. It was pretty good. Um, so the reasons why I like to punish Craig are apparent. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That just came out. Dude, don't be sorry. Who cares? It's fine. Uh, funny is funny. Uh, okay, so my history with Maximo is, yeah, I bought it on PS2 and I played it and went, oh, hey, it's a continuation of Ghosts and Goblins. That's cool. And then I played Maximo and the Army of Zin and then... Well, it died. It was. It's a dead franchise. It has been since 2002. Um, there's kind of been nothing in the Maximo line. Uh, I thought this would be fun because we did uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Mm-hmm. No. Ghosts. Was it Ghosts and Goblins? Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghouls and Ghosts. We did Ghouls and Ghosts uh, as a retro rewind. I think it would be fun to do a bit effect, and then we're going to do a special episode on the new Ghosts and Goblins uh, towards the end of the year. So, you know, why not just pepper it throughout the year? Um, this is something I, I don't have a ton of affection for. It's just kind of something that falls through the cracks. And even a lot of Capcom fans are kind of like, oh, yeah, Maximo, that was a thing. And that was it. He hasn't appeared in any other fighting games like uh, other characters have that don't have dead franchises. He's just kind of here on the PS2. I always find that interesting. Um, so, Craig, mm-hmm. since this is a old game, might be the oldest game we've done for a main game. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. What did you play it on? Uh, because that will come into <laughs> as a talking point. Yes, it will. Uh, I know what you're hinting at. I emu- <laughs> I emulated this. Um, biggest regret. The the emulator works fine. It's PSX two X something or whatever. Easy enough to emulate. 
the biggest regret is the controller I used was one of those Hori mini pads. Ooh! Um, and that always, every single time I used that bloody... It's because it was USB, I could just jam it into the PC. Um, every time I use that thing, I regret using it for finger <laughs> cramp and the thumbsticks are too close together so your thumbs touch. Everything is wrong oh, yeah. about that. It's a kid's controller. Um, but yeah, other other than that, it was uh, emulated all the way. Sorry, um, OG people that own the game out there. Or a PS3. Well, we are furious. We are furious. Well, the PS3, right now. PS3 stole's dead as well, so it's not yet. I couldn't even no. just, like, jump no, on it. No, it's not. Oh, I thought it was dead. They decided not to do it. <gasps> You're joking. Nope. No, no. They, they said, all right, well, we're going to keep it open for the foreseeable future. We didn't think. They still shut down the PSP store, mm-hmm. but that was Good. it. Good. The PS3 that. and the Vita. Does that mean I know. If, if they shut down the PSP store, like. Do you think you could get, and I don't want to go all Mike, but, uh, you know, like, fully loaded, pirated PSP, and they're not going to care? I think they stopped caring about that, like, 12 years ago. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think towards the Vita launch, they were like, look, we don't care. It's a PSP. We don't care. Um, did Out of curiosity, were you a big PSP guy? Um, no, not not actually, honestly, not not a big PSP guy, not a big Vita guy. Also had the Sony Ericsson gaming phone, the Engage. Oh wow! Um, um, yeah. Well, Engage was Nokia, I believe. Oh, sorry. So. Yeah, no, it was the Sony version of the Engage or whatever it was. It was this. It, it, the phone taco. Yeah, I, you know, it, it said it did games. And you're like, yes, it does games. But I, m- honestly, I know we've spoken about it before and I don't want to take up too much maximal time, but mobile gaming in general for me has never been a thing, even through DS and 3DS and playing on my phone or my iPad. or I'd, It's very rare that I'll find myself playing a game in my hands, even with the Switch, actually. The most I've played the Switch oh, yeah, yeah. was um, playing Shanty when I was on holiday. Because we had to switch it. Good choice. Yeah, very good choice. Very good game. Um, but yeah, other than that, not I've played a few. I was a big PSP guy because <clears throat> Monster Hunter was, was on it, yep, yep. and I, I had the PSP one thousand where you, it had the cords that you could plug in and pop into the TV. And mm-hmm. my mobile system never went anywhere; it was just plugged into my TV. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way as you. Um, on a side note, I finally did a little bit of a mod to my, my 3DS, so now I can play Monster Hunter without my hands wanting to commit suicide. Oh, what did you do? So I took the... Uh, this is completely non-Maximo talk. I'm very sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. um, I, you know the little stupid rubber nipple thing that, that is awful yeah. and nobody should ever use it? Yep. Uh, I took that off and put up on one of those PSP caps, the ones that like the sticks <gasps> from the PSP. Yeah, yeah. And then I... And then I um, I took the old uh, Circle Pad Pro that has those beefy grips on it, and then I, I sliced that down and popped that on. So now it's it now it almost feels like a switch. Oh wow! In terms of like how beefy it, it feels nice. It feels nice. So I can play Monster Hunter on that now because that's a thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, back to Maximo. Jeez, yeah. I, I don't don't. Oh, uh, so I was curious, uh, memory-based against uh, what I was playing now. So I, I bought it on the PlayStation Store because that was a small thank you for, hey, thanks for keeping it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I played halfway through it on the PS3, and it ran fairly smooth. I didn't run into any real moments of slowdown. 
and then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to play my copy now just so I can compare the two. And on the PS2, I did run into slowdown. Not terrible amounts of it, but it was noticeable. Did uh, you run into anything? On, I, mean, I mean, I would imagine you wouldn't. Yeah, uh, there was no, no, and it was a PS, it was a PS2 version, but running on. Oh, a okay. Hyper PC or whatever the fuck it is. So yeah, it's there was no. It looked down. nicer for sure. Um, oddly, the thing that always bugs me is, okay, I, um, I had you know you, oh god, what am I trying to say? I don't emulate often. I don't like running things in Windows. I like running things full screen. And there was a, mm-hmm. what's the the PlayStation Two equivalent of a Game Shark? A rare re, not not a rare replay. Oh, geez, the Pro re- Action Replay. Yeah. Pro Action. Yeah, replay. You, you put in Rare Replay, Bloody and hell. then you can play anything. Anyway, there was a hack for Maximo to make it widescreen without distorting all the graphics. So I ran Ooh, nice. that. So I managed to play it on a twenty-four inch monitor with my tiny wee kids controller, and it looked it looked incredible. I was like. This this is a PlayStation Two game I'm playing here. It 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 looked fab. I'll tell you what, like like uh, this this does have to do with Maximo. It is surprising how much a facelift can reinvigorate an old game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, but, yeah. Because when I had a PC powerful enough to emulate uh, PS One and PS Two. Uh, games that I had in my collection, I suddenly was interested in again because oh, this doesn't look so bad. And I know that's really shallow, but it is important. It doesn't feel as like you can get used to the controls of like the old Resident Evil if it looks good because oh well now it feels like a design decision instead of a limitation. Yep. Yep. So yeah, now that's great. I'm I'm glad it worked. I I went proper proper old school. I flipped. Mm. I read the manual and then I got out my Prima strategy guide. Wow. And. I don't know if everyone feels this way, but boy, those things are really useless for like 90% of the games that they brought them out for. I, I have... I've never bought a physical game guide. In fact, the only, really? one ever, the only one I've ever wanted, we've spoken about very recently, is the one that you have, the hardback cyberpunk one, because I think I would buy it as like a full art book. And you yeah, know, it's like, almost like a coffee table book. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I never use a guide. I hate using a guide, even playing, um, like point and clicks or something like that, or playing any game. I don't like interrupting what I'm playing with looking at something else. So I would never play a game and look at my phone to see what to do unless I was really stuck. But I, I couldn't do that. I just can't. I can't do that. And to see, oddly enough, I'm kind of the same way unless it's physical. If it's a book, I can flip to the page where I okay. need to. I can look up information. There, I think that's that's not a inherently better, like, oh, paper was better. Mm-hmm. I think that's just how I was raised yeah. for a different way of saying it. Um, like for this, it was fun to be like, oh, okay, so I just finished, you know, that level. Let me go check. Oh, hey, I missed that power up and I missed that power up. Or, oh, okay. um, like, I learned some things that I didn't know from even the first time I played it because I must not have read it cover to cover but like you know those little uh globes well they start off as tombstones and then snowmen mm-hmm. and then glows with all the fairies in them yeah if you do the downward strike on them you get five mm-hmm. and if you hit them you only get two yeah. i didn't know that and so the first time i played it i was just hitting them and getting two and i'm like man i'm not getting a lot of continues here and now it's like ah duh so yeah um it, it was fun to to almost relive like oh hey this is how i would have played it back then and then you know you realize your hands are much bigger than they were then, and that PS2 controller is not very big. Yeah, 
I, I mean, luckily you don't have to use the right stick, Craig. Oh. Because I know, I know. Because then your thumbs would touch, and and that feels terrible. That's like somebody's naked knee touching uh-huh. your naked knee when you're sitting in the car. It's like the worst thing ever is when you feel it's your not, thumbs touch when you're playing a game. That's not a good feeling. But I think it it leads on, or it it, it tells you. Um, one of the issues I had with this game, and it was the datedness of it. It was the lack of camera control. So instead of running about and using your thumb to look about, you had to turn and then hit R1 so your camera would snap round and it'd be like... Or you could wait a little bit and it would slowly turn. Yeah, it reminds me of like Mario 64 era camera. Um, Yeah. Um, Uh, uh, Before we get to the gameplay, hold on. Uh, (laughs) Uh, one of the things going back to it now that I really enjoyed, uh, and, and I think it could be something you could actually stick with now, is um, how it looks. Like, I really like the way uh, the cartoony look of it really helps it not age so terribly. And this is very cartoony looking. It is very cartoony looking. I was thinking about this earlier while I was on the toilet. Um, and I was trying to think, you know, like, what put me off it? It wasn't the look of it. You know, when I'm talking about dated, it it was never about the look of it. It was just about the the feel of the camera. The same thing. I had, like, when I started playing this, my immediate thought was, this feels like medieval, because you start in a graveyard. (laughs) And I mean it that. And then throughout the whole game, I had flashbacks of Psychonauts. For some, you know, like eventually, oh, same era, yeah. Eventually, you're bouncing about brain, like giant brains, to bounce up. A oh, I hate those train. brains. Oh, I hate you know? them so much. And I was just thinking, this is get the same kind of platforming, dated difficulty of Psychonauts. Not quite the the meat circus level, but just in general, it felt like that. Um, but I don't think there's anything that comes close to the meat circus for me. No. I mean, even though when we replayed it, we found out, oh, that wasn't so bad. That's mm-hmm. not wasn't that awful. But yeah, there's nothing I think that hits no. that level of teeth grinding difficulty. The the bit that got me was at one point in this, you have to navigate your way up a tree, and it very much reminded me of the tree mm-hmm. that you have to run up in Psychonauts, and I kept falling off it. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, All right. Well, so, anyway, so, but the look uh, of it looks great. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, it, like like I think this could take a a remaster, and you wouldn't have to do much to it other than upres it. To be fair, mm-hmm. like like I think it still works fairly well. Um, I I, I I imagine the temptation to take ghosts and goblins and make it real gritty and dark. Yeah, has got to be there, and I'm glad they resisted that and went. No, let's have fun with it. Yeah, it, to me that would take out, and I know I've only played gold. Ghosts and goblins, ghouls and ghosts, ghouls and ghosts, ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> Jesus, keep doing it to me. Um, but it would take away what I thought fun about that game. All those memories of being in your pants and everything being funny, apart from that big maggot boss. Everything about it was just light-hearted, despite the fact it was it's, difficult. Yeah, it's it, Halloween spooky. Yeah, it doesn't need to be gritty and dark and you know gory or it, it doesn't need to be any of those things yeah it doesn't need to be doom eternal <laughs> nothing needs to be doom eternal not even doom eternal um yeah okay so if, if you're not familiar with maximo um craig kind of hit the nail on the head take a hefty hefty chunk of 
uh, medieval. And then add a slight smidgen of souls, and you've got Maximo. Um, I would have compared the uh, the platforming a little more to like Ratchet and Clank than Psychonauts, but I think Psychonauts is a really good call because it is still it has that exact same clunkiness to it, where you're not quite far how you're not quite sure how far your double jump will go. Uh-huh. You're like, well, I I hope I nail this. Um, in terms of friendliness towards the player. Uh, on the mechanics of it. I didn't have too much... You, you messaged me with a little bit of trouble, but I didn't have too much trouble of like, oh, I didn't know that that was slippery and I, I didn't, you know, oops, I fell through the floor and I didn't run into any of that. You said you had a little bit of problem. Yeah, there was those areas of ground that kind of kind of damage and grab you and I, I just always failed to register when I was going to stand on stuff and apparently there's a there's a power-up or there's something that you can do to negate that. The cheesy feet power-up. Yep, yep. Stinky feet. Stinky feet, that's the one. So if you get stinky feet, then the ground won't want to, <laughs> want to nibble you up. <laughs> um, but I, it costs so much money, Dave. It's like the first thing you it see. It costs so much money. It's like 400 <laughs> and it's the first thing you see when you're just chipping away. <laughs> oh, and this is from the era of, oh, you couldn't do this? Well, tough titty. Mm-hmm. Guess you're not cool enough to beat Maximo. Uh, this is very much in the, what you would consider unfriendly now towards players. And a younger me would have said, yeah, just toughen up and do it. Get good, dog. Uh, now that I'm older, I think a lot of that is unnecessary. I love having consequences in games. Like, I like the continue system in theory for this game. But there's a lot in this game that's very much, eh, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, like, did you feel this was openly hostile or did it just feel old? It it felt old. It felt a wee bit hostile in places, um, but not... Not mechanically, definitely not in the lives or continues. And that is because, I told you already, but that is because I abused, I didn't abuse the function, but I used save states to save state my way through the place. So You made sensible checkpoints. I made sensible, and it was like, to be honest, and I'm I'm being genuine, it was sensible checkpoints. I save stated when I got to the literal checkpoints because I couldn't be bothered stabbing them. And I save stated before bosses or when the you know like when it, when I was getting a, a boss intro animation I just save stated because yeah. I thought do you know what I'll just save state what that led to inadvertently is I didn't die like I gaming gaming terms wise I didn't die I didn't encounter any of the consequences for death and I know that like some of your power ups you can lose you only have a certain amount of power ups that you keep and I know that, mm-hmm. well, I know now because you told me that you have to pay to use a checkpoint and that gets progressive. No, no, no. You have to pay to save. Like, period. Like, if you do four levels, but don't beat the boss to where you can, you know, when the, the, the princess is like, mm-hmm. choose these three options. Yeah. If you don't choose save, nothing saves. Like, literally nothing saves until oh, you pay to save. Shoot, I thought the check. I uh, genuinely, and this is my ignorance and the fact that you're safe states now, but I thought that the checkpoints literally saved. Oh, that would be miserable. Can oh, you that imagine? would that would 
that would be invincible. You have to pay for checkpoints. <laughs> uh, interesting. I guess you could turn that interesting. But no. Uh, so yes, this is unfriendly in the way of throughout the levels by killing enemies, by breaking open containers, you collect gold. Uh, in order to save, you need to spend, it is 100 gold per save. Mm-hmm. So this isn't something where um, you can comfortably go, I'm going to complete one level and then go save in the hub world and then complete another level. No, this is, all right, I finished all the hub world. I'm going to save right before the boss. Yeah. That's kind of what I went into. And yes, that did suck when I turned it off and I forgot, oh, crap, I did three hub levels and didn't save. So yeah, uh, yeah it does. And there are times when I ran out of money and I'm like, I guess I'll keep playing mm-hmm. until I get enough money. Um, yeah, it is unfriendly in that regard for sure. I don't so much view the uh, the power-up system as unfriendly. So the way the power-up system works is you have all these small little round icons. And each of these icons you pick up do something different, such as, you know, now you get a second slash or you get uh, you can cast magic or, you know, your sword is longer. And you have little locks you can put on them. And in the beginning of the game, you can only lock, what is it, three of them? Three. And every time you defeat a boss and rescue a princess, you have another slot that you can lock. So eventually you get five, I think, total that you can lock. Now, the interesting trade-off is, and I don't know if you uh, engaged with this or not, but did you engage with the kisses? That sounded so weird. Never thought I would say that. No, no, no. And whenever the princess popped up, like, it doesn't explain what it is. What is it? No, it's very old school in its design of like, there's a third option there and I don't know what it does. And even the manual's like, maybe something special will happen, but we ain't telling you. I guess I'll take the kiss. Um, Okay, so if you finish the game with all of the kisses from all of the princesses, which, you know, shame on Maximo. He's trying to rescue a certain princess and there he goes kissing all those other princesses. Shame Mm -hmm. shame on Maximo. Is Is it with tongues? Or does it just a wee pet? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. They just kind of go, <laughs> and then the little little hearts come out. I, I don't know what that signifies. Yeah. Um, but if you finish the game with all the hearts locked in, then you get a little special coda to the ending. And we'll get to that when we talk about the ending, because if you didn't do it, then your ending is probably different than mine. Okay. Uh, so the risk, it, it's, it almost has the same flavor as the golden armor, right? Because mm-hmm. if you have those kisses and they're not locked in, then you lose them upon death, kind of like the golden armor. Okay, right. And so towards the end of the game, most of your slots are taken up oh, by holding kisses. onto the kisses. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting design. Like yeah. I, I genuinely like that because it does remind you of the golden armor. Of like now to beat this, you got to the golden armor thing, which Dave will never do ever <laughs> in his life. Uh, so there's that. Uh, in terms of combat, uh, this is again very medievally. Yeah. Medievally. Med- um, yeah, you know, yeah. you have your link thrust into the ground, where you jump up and slam down. You've got your your traditional slashes, and then you have sword power-ups and things. Nothing really, like, game-breaking until you get the... I don't, did you get the turn-into-a-skeleton power-up? Nope. It's like Mask of Infamy or something? Nope. So the way armor works in this, uh, if you pick up the little suits of armor, just like the old game, it adds another health bar. And you can have four total. If you're holding on to this Mask of Infamy power-up, if you collect another suit of armor after you're at max, you go invincible for 25 seconds. And anything oh. you touch just dies. It's, it's very useful. Yeah. 
Um, how did you do with the shield? Out of curiosity, uh, did you end up using the shield a lot? I didn't use the shield. I, I, I didn't use the shield to block because blocking seems to damage the shield, which I kind of understand. It makes sense. I um, there's a throwing shield power up, so I ended up mm-hmm. throwing the shield. It was very much an offen- an occasional offensive item. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was very much a, a block and counter kind of guy, okay. so I was always hard up for the, the, the shield icons. It's like, come on, I need more. I got two left. Yeah. Um, you can pretty much, another nice, I think, nod from them is you can pretty much block everything, but it does degrade your shield. And depending on if you have a gold shield, a silver shield, a brass shield, you have more kind of like medieval. Mm-hmm. You kind of have more um, stamina on your shield. Wow, this is already going better than Doom Eternal, Craig. It really is. Like, (laughs) I think the difference between this and Doom Eternal is, despite the PlayStation 2-ness and the camera, this is a solid game, and it has solid history and (laughs) foundations, you know? So, uh, it, guys, you can learn from from Maximo. (laughs) Okay, so... um, Something that I am very hit or miss on, and I think you're more hit on, is 3D platforming. Yeah. X Now, there's only one world in this where I gritted my teeth at the 3D platforming. For the most part, this is a lot of basic Mario-level jumps of like, ooh, the platform's moving, make sure you time it correctly. Um, except for the underworld. The underworld was literal hell for me. Because you got those spinning cogs. Yeah. And the fact that it takes into account the actual momentum uh-huh. threw me off so many times. It's good. That's because it should. <laughs> it should take into account. It should. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. that that I died so many times in the underworld. Okay. Uh, so, how do you feel about the 3D platforming in oh, this? Because you d- like things like Hat in Time and yeah. a lot of 3D. Do you know, it's not, it's not like a 3D. It's not like 3D platforming is the ultimate goal here. But I did not find if 3D platforming is the thing you're there for I always find that I end up, you get that whole I'm going to double jump and oh I've missed it because my depth perception was off or anything like that Mm -hmm. because this isn't technically it's not as technical 3D platforming, there was never any of that it was just a jump, double jump jump over there, jump, as you say, the underworld. A lot of it's almost like, uh, what I equated it to was, it, it's as much a platformer as Ratchet and Clank is a platformer. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, mostly yeah. combat. Yeah, it is. So, like, I kind of liked it. Again, Medieval did the same thing. If you see some collectibles, you have to go up and jump up on top of a gravestone to jump up on top of a hill to get something. It felt like that. It's not, the purpose of it is not platforming. Um, I should have picked that instead of Doom Eternal, Craig. Medieval. Medieval I, and Maximo might have been a nice double whammy. That that would have been amazing. Like, I would have been singing your praises right now instead of cussing you. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, yeah, I had a lot of trouble only in specific zones. I mean, there's really only... There's only a few spots, and this is this I will ding it on because it is super unfriendly, is the whole, well, if you miss a jump... Doesn't matter if you're full health, you're dead. Yeah. Go back to the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I much prefer when, uh, like a Mario, you know, if you fall into lava, you get a chance to get out, or even something. What what game is that where you fall into a pit and it you just dings your health and then puts you back to where you started from? Uh, I know a bunch of games do it, but yeah, there you go. 
there you go. Doom Eternal actually, actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, and I don't know if that. I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm not fluent enough in this era of games to know if people were doing that already. If it's just a sign of the times, or if they purposefully made the choice of no, you're dead. But uh, that's where most of my deaths came from. And even though this does not have a, a emphasis on platforming, that does not stop them from doing the dick move of very small platform. Oops, enemy spawned on it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, there's like two feet there. Yeah. Um, did any of that bother you at all? Out of curiosity? Uh, no, not, not particularly. It's kind of part and parcel. And again... Had I fallen off something, I likely would have just quick loaded a save state. I feel terrible saying it. No, it's fine, dude. It's fine. It's it, fine. It was pretty much. It was pretty much where it was at. So I, I kind of just, I, not breezed through it, but I didn't get pissed off by it. Um, it slowly but surely made your way through it. Yeah. I remember in the beginning, I was getting messages from you, and I was like, uh oh, uh oh. I hope. Oh, I hope I, you don't. Severely, the first ten. You don't even fight a boss in the first ten levels or something. The first ten they levels. Do. do you? You do five, and then you have the grave digger, and then you oh, do another five, and then you have the witch doctor. The witch doctor's like level twelve or something. Is it not? Is he? I know. I, I might, may, it might not be five. It might be five and five. Maybe it's three and four. Maybe, but yeah, the Grave Digger's the first bot. Like, every hub world has a boss. Yeah, okay, anyway, anyway, right, okay. Was the Grave Digger, was it after the Grave Digger? Anyway, anyway, what what I'm trying to say is, I severely bounced off this, and I was messaging you going, oh my god, Dave, oh, oh my god, basically, I can't deal with this. (laughs) I'm, I remember saying I treat I'm treating this right now like a retro rewind game. I'm just not caring. I'm not thinking about it. And it was down to age. It was down to that lack of right thumbstick camera control and a general clunkiness to combat. It felt like at times it was it was all these kind of tiny wee things that in my brain were just going, "This is an old game, and you shouldn't be taking this seriously," or something like that. It wasn't until mm-hmm. later on that. I started thinking, hang on, I need to I need to grow up here. Because that's the phrase you use. You need to grow up here mm-hmm. and just do it. So, yeah, I was ready for bailing at some point. So, okay, so then, well, first of all, I looked at my <clears throat> Prima official strategy Thank guide. You. And uh, it's five levels and then a boss and then five levels and then a boss. So okay, um, Ghastly might... Gus, the Gravedigger, is level six. Okay. Thank you. That's... Um, okay, so so that's something I'd like to dig into because um, I kind of feel the same way. Not, not about this, but if it's a game I don't know and it's this old, yeah, I feel that exact way. If it's something I'm going back and replaying from me playing it before, I don't. Which is weird, and I don't like that because it implies you're only playing through it for nostalgia. And that's, again, the enemy here. Uh-huh. Enemy is nostalgia. So, was it you having to force yourself to play it where you eventually got an appreciation for this if you did? Or was it the, okay, I just need to change my mindset? Like, like what unlocked it for you to where you enjoyed it? If you did it all, like, to be fair. Okay, um... Like, explicit enjoyment is a difficult one. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I really enjoyed playing this game. But it was mm-hmm. it was recognising 
that it is actually a good game. So I had no nostalgia for it. It was just literally going, actually, I'm, I've not been having a problem with this. I'm platforming fine and, uh, and the attacks are solid and the mechanics are there. This is actually a good game, which was what got me through the rest of it. Um, so do you think if, if you ran up against any kind of resistance, that wouldn't have happened? Like if, if let us say, the mechanics were cool and it was an, a, a fun game and then uh, you ran up against that death wall, would that have stopped it? Or would that would you still have enjoyed it enough to push through it? And again, I'm not I'm not trying to pressure you. I'm just genuinely curious. I think I would I would like to think I would have pushed through it and I hate to labor the point, but six months ago I probably wouldn't have. And this is down to that motherfucking Father Gascoigne and Bloodborne because <laughs> I, I I started Bloodborne and I, like we're gonna do Bloodborne later in the year, but I started Bloodborne like four times. I Father Gascoigne beat me at like ten o'clock on the fourth attempt that night. I, it was the furthest I ever got was to Father Gascoigne. He beat me, and I was just like, "Fuck this!" I deleted the game, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and thought, "No, that was rash. I'll install it." I installed it again, beat him. and then I was like, "I really enjoyed that journey. That was like a miniature journey." of overcoming something, a wall in a game, and it's something I've never done before. And I, th- I would like to think now, had I come against it a wall... It something for you? Yeah, it did. It's, just, it's why I bought Neo and stuff like that. It's like, it, it introduced this enjoyment that I'd never had before with overcoming a, a difficulty. And I'm not saying okay. I'm, I'm not saying I've I've bossed every game I've ever played, and I'm, I'm amazing at it. I'm just meaning it unlocked the enjoyment of that. Yeah, it, it was a good example of oh, the, I can see the the merits in playing a game like this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm okay. in no way equating this to Bloodborne. I know we said medieval with a, a hint of souls. There is a hint of souls in the bosses and a and a bit of what you do but um that's the best example i could think of anyway no I, I, and oddly not i think and this is dumb the checkpoints feel like bonfires or mm-hmm. lanterns yeah to me they don't feel like because you don't revert back it's more like somebody picks up your body and puts it back there and no you still have everything you you spent or you know if you're out of a shield or whatever um yeah, okay, no, that, that's perfectly fine, dude. And I mean, I, again, I, I said it before we recorded, but uh, thanks for muscling through this, man. I, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I would really appreciate, not appreciate it, but if you want to cut this, that's fine. But like, I've never had a friend like this before where I could say, no, dude, there's some merit to Maximo. Give it a shot. Most friends I've had would say, fuck off, dude. It's Maximo. I'm not playing a PS2 game. I, will endlessly appreciate the fact that you're game for pretty much anything. So, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate apart it. Apart from um, PS1 games, that's where I draw the line. Uh, okay, so, uh, one thing that is, I, 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 that is unfriendly towards the player, and we hinted at it, but I think is a good design decision, is the continue system in this. And Craig, you didn't run into it, but that's fine. Um, so while you're running through the areas, you're like, oh, look, it's a snowman and it's glowing. I'm going to chop its head off and no oh, fairies come out of it. 
every 50 fairies you get, and for story reasons, you're friends with the Grim Reaper, but every 50 fairies you get, you get a death coin. Now, every time you run out of lives, you can spend a death coin to revive. If you don't have a death coin, you go back to the load game. So you can reload and do it. Uh, the, the, the bastard thing that this game does is uh, after you've continued like three or four times, eh, the price goes up. Now it's two coins. So there is kind of this wall you're going to hit where you're going to run out of death coins and you're going to have to reload. I kind of appreciate that because there's enough leeway there to where you can see what's coming up. Like, okay, I have enough coins to make it to the next five levels. Okay, now that I've seen those next five levels, I can go back, load the save, and then, you know, my death coin price drops again. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, and, like, to be honest, I think that's the last really unfriendly thing this game does, except for those stupid bomb skeletons. <laughs> Those bomb skeletons can <laughs> rot in hell. <laughs> um, yeah. How many times did you forget the duck? Um, probably about a billion. <laughs> I don't know how many times I'd have so little life left. It's like, oh no, go hit it. Oh, oh, it's one of those those bomb guys. Yeah. Um, I I think I, I think you're you're onto something. The unforgivingness is in those trappings because the core of the game, apart from the twatty things it does and the tricky things it does like loading enemies in in small platforms, the bosses are pretty fun Mario-esque staged, phased bosses where you just jump at a specific point and smack this guy in the bum. You know, I learned that from Bloodborne. You just run round the back of the guy and hit him and run away. <laughs> Um, Souls games are a devil-ass simulator. You always want to be up in there. The thing that made me think I am so happy I played this entire game was the final, 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 final boss of the gigantic dark wolf in the black room with lightning. And, you know, like, you don't know what's happening. And you think... It reminded me, oddly of a hat in time when the screen's shaking. I, I was totally absorbed in this game <laughs> by this point because the thing's pitch black and you see eyes. But the it the the thing runs about like it it, it runs about like a game mechanic, so it, it almost feels like it teleports to your side. It, it doesn't, it just moves really quickly to your side and you have to like just jump and twat it in the face. I that one fight sold this entire game for me. <laughs> that is a boss fight that has no right being in a PS2 game. It's just really... It, was it is in... an amazingly imaginative boss fight, and the presentation is mm -hmm. killer, man. Yeah, like, Especially, uh, absolutely. So, no, I'm just... I'm just I, mean, I, mean, I mean, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but you mm -hmm. finished the final boss, which is Achilles, which I don't like because Achilles is a real person and, and not having the S on the end mm -hmm. drives me insane. It'd be like calling somebody Hercule. Yeah. No, that's like Her Hercules. Um, other than Poirot, of mm. course. Um, but yeah, so you just finished what you think is the end boss. And yep. then I don't want to spoil this because y y this is easy enough to go back to if you have a PS3. Yep. Um, a story bit happens and then you're fighting <laughs> a new monster. 
and you're standing in like this grand uh, entrance hall to a castle and it, there's all you can see is lit by lightning like lightning outside because the storm's going nuts and it, it shines through the windows and you see just these eyes and they just dart all over the place and then it, when it's behind you you have to jump turn and smack it in the head and then it runs off to the darkness again it feels like such a good fight yeah like it, it really... and I mean I mean I imagine did you get hit by it by the way no I didn't either I it only I like I'm wondering how much of a story boss it is because it feels like uh oh I could die I could die I could die but I don't know if, I don't know I've never failed it before so if it is unfailable and this is just kind of a story thing props to them because they made it feel very dangerous when you're doing it it oh, feels great it it really did I, I genuinely I, t I said to you before off camera. I said to you before, oh no, I can't tell you what I said before because it is the one thing that we don't want to spoil in the game about when I nearly... Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah yes. Yeah. We'll give you a hint. Mm -hmm. It's a Splatterhouse turn. Put it that way. <laughs> so... Um, okay, so yeah. we jumped a little bit ahead to the final boss. Sorry about um, that. I, I, no, dude, it's fine, it's fine. Um, I'd much rather have an excited jump ahead than a slog like mm -hmm. last episode. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not going to go level by level because that's insane and yeah. bonkers. But um, I have a favorite zone. I don't know if you have a favorite zone. So uh, we'll just go zone by zone like hub world by hub world. Uh, so the first one is the graveyard. This is your very stereotypical ghosts and goblins. Look, it's a graveyard and it cracks open and you got to jump over the cracks and... Luckily, there's no, like, whirlwind weasels coming at you uh, and, and the ghosts. And uh, huh, and there's no there's no just complete asshole at the end to take what you thought was good and then just grind your face into the dirt. Anyway, um, the final boss of this is Ghastly Gus, the Graveyard Keeper. And I'm not going to lie, Craig, I almost died to him because I forgot the trick. How um, did you... um? Go about discovering the boss mechanics. I because each one has a trick. Yeah, you know, it's the thing. It's the thing about it is each one has a trick, and when you figure out the trick, it's incredibly easy. It's what it's what makes it kind of fun is figuring out the trick. So I was generally like running about, unless I'm completely wrong. So you can correct me after I've done my spiel, but running about, twatting them in the legs, doing what I needed to do, and then. I maybe accidentally did a double jump and then a stab, like a triangle stab down and stabbed them in the foot. And the, are we on the right boss here? Am I talking about the right boss? Yeah, yeah, no, you oh, got good, the right good, boss. Good. <laughs> got I got the right boss. So stabbed them in the foot and then started twatting them and it did nothing. And I'm like, why is that? Oh my God, he's got two feet. Let's stab him twice. <laughs> <laughs> so you stab him in the feet twice and then you can hit him. It only takes four... It, it's four rounds of this to do to get him. I... When I, when I beat that, I found that incredibly nice. It, like, the rest of it I was kind of hating, but that I found nice. Um. Yeah, yeah, me. I was like, why? I stabbed him in the foot? I thought that's what did it. And so, you know, I run up to hit him and boof, you're getting smacked. Uh, yeah, um, I, I kind of like this style of boss, like you said. It's like, oh, once you know the trick, it, it mm -hmm. makes it fun 
Yeah. And again, I don't think they're trying to push difficulty on their bosses. It's not a big deal. Uh, Hey, uh, I just looked up in my uh, Primer's official strategy guide that I have right here. Maybe you can hear the pages. Yeah. Um, If you fail the lightning room boss, let's say, Mm -hmm. you have to beat King Akil again. (gasps) So there's a dick move. (laughs) Oh, that's... That's not right because it plays a cutscene <laughs> no, and everything. I know, right? That, that that's a dick move. It literally plays a cutscene. A cutscene is when the game saves. Yeah, um, I'm very surprised it takes that much. Um, okay, so so uh, we'll ding it on that point. Mm-hmm. So yes, it not only felt dangerous, it was dangerous. Uh, moving moving on to the, the sections. Next up, we have... Um, I want to say it's the Bayou. Like, I'm um, pretty sure Gambit yeah. lives here and yeah, Gabriel yeah, Knight yeah. lives here. Um, and uh, this is... this is I would say it's about as platformy as the graveyard. There's a couple cool places like the tar. Like, I really like the tar mm-hmm. level. Because most of the level, I was like, well, I can't fall on that. And then you fall on it, and you're like, oh. Oh, well, this makes getting collectibles easier. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, uh, I didn't run into too, too much problems here. This was kind of easy breezy still. Uh, the boss of this is by far my favorite boss. I love this guy. This guy infuriates me if I get the wrong roll of the dice. Uh-huh. Um, so again, just to, I'll, I'll try and stumble my way through the bosses. Um, sure. So this is basically your Papa Shango, um, or uh, wow, Baron Samadhi, one of the two. Yeah, one of those two guys. In fact, Baron Samadhi, because he comes out of the ground up into his hat. He does. He literally yeah. does that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, he's a witch doctor. He's he's a skeletony kind of like voodoo man, and you have to twat him senseless. But he has clones. You have to kill the clones. Um, if you don't kill all the clones quick enough, and the, the one thing that irritated me about this is the the way the three clones kind of split off and run about, it feels very... Oh, what's it? They're not working where you're running. They're just bouncing like a Windows screensaver. I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they're, they're in screensaver mode. <laughs> yeah, they, they just bounce about the place. Uh, you have to twat all of them. If you get all of them, you knock off a bit of health. If you don't get all of them, they start growing back out of the ground into the hats, Baron Samadhi style. And I, I, I'm I, with you. I really liked, I really liked this boss. Oh, when he shrinks you, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> running away. He's trying to stamp on you like you're blooming the rat from Ratatouille or something like that. And you're like, yeah, proper good. Good boss. And, and I'll, I'll give them credit on this because um, if you remember correctly, the bo- one of the bosses from Super Mario Odyssey does this exact same thing where they split his part into a bunch of different mm-hmm. guys and you got to stomp on the hats. That's it's kind of a trope, but they mix that, that well-worn boss mechanic in with the stomping, in with the little voodoo dolls, mm-hmm. in with the... It, like, it's like, oh, okay, I like how each boss has more than one trick once you get past Gus. There's other attacks. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's my favorite. Um, next up, we have Captain Cadaver, the pirate, and the icy ship graveyard, I guess. I, I All I know is my 
my brain says this is where those asshole bomb guys come in. Mm-hmm. Um, took me a long time to remember. Oh, I got to crouch and hit them because <laughs> there's no reason for you to crouch at all before this part of the game. That there isn't there isn't a reason to crouch, and it it arcs like. No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it put me off. It's not like I didn't like it. It just feels, it feels like a a more dated, clunky mechanic that you need to crouch to hit a certain enemy. It wouldn't feel so clunky if you can move while you're crouched, but if you hit that crouch button, you stop like on a dime. Oh, it's the same with garden. If you hold up your shield, you can you can rotate. But you you cannot walk <laughs> when you're holding your shield. Yeah, the man is a tree. He plants. Yeah. Um, this is also where you start running into a little bit trickier platforming, like uh, the slippery ice mechanic. Pretty much is it, except for the one, and I really liked this because I thought it was a lot of fun. The rotating boat that's caught in a pin <gasps> uh, a pinwheel in a whirlpool. It's yeah. like, oh, that is very cool. I um, I very I very liked that because it. It, it gives you kind of like normal normal levels in a 3D platformer you just run from left to right and the special ones are the ones that do something like this where you have to go to the the back of the ship and I don't know the sailing term the the bow let's just say or the stern bow the bow um, star, starboard port starboard. stern bow yeah and then you have to wait because you've climbed up the back of that and you're going to jump off to a plat- I thought that was fantastic. Like, I really liked that level. It was it was a lot of fun. And if I had been paying attention, this is my bad, you would have learned from that ship that there is momentum if the platform mm-hmm. is moving. But I didn't. And instead I fell to my doom a bunch <laughs> of times. Um, yeah, I, I think in terms of fun boss mechanics, Captain Cadaver might have the best because it's skill... And it's aiming. Like, okay, so I will go ahead and explain how you stumbled your way through it. So, Captain Cadaver, if I remember right, and you can still obviously correct me, is the one that shoots at you. He shoots at you, mm-hmm. he can freeze you. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. No, it's gone out my head. He shoots at you. Uh, he can, he can uh, wail on you with an anchor. Mm-hmm. And and I like when he freezes you. When he freezes you, you're stuck. And I don't know if it helps enough. You do that panic, mash everything. Oh, I'm, and he's slowly walking towards you on his peg leg, and you're like, "Come on, come on!" Uh, yeah, it, it's very fun. Uh, so his his is the one where you have to wait till he attacks, and he gets his anchor stuck in the floor, and then you hit his peg leg. And oh, on the floor, yeah. there are four different vents. Yes. So the vents pop up. No. Yeah. The vents, the vents open and shut uh-huh. at intervals, very long intervals. It's like it's open for 30 seconds and then yeah. it's closed. It's not like you have to time it. So you have to try to to pop him to where his peg legs get stuck inside the vent. Mm-hmm. And then you can wail him while he's trying to pull his leg out. Yeah. Um, little touches, like the more you hit his peg leg, the more notched it gets. I like that. That is a very nice little touch that made me smile because well, the poor guy's already got a peg leg and there you are carving it up. Um, I, guess, I guess the same goes for like other things. Like if you swing and hit a tree, you get your sword stuck in the tree and you got to yeah, put your foot yeah. on it and then you pull it out. Uh, nice little touches like that. Uh, the next is, well, Satan was a guest developer and, and he was like, hey guys, I have an idea for a level. And I hate this level. This is, this is the underworld. This is where you have to go to hell to try to save 
your princess girlfriend, whatever she is. Mm-hmm. And Death is like, all right, buddy. And and then he, he takes you to there. Um, this is this is where the platforming, and the only place the platforming gets teeth grinding for yeah. me. Um, those brains. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The brains. And this is exactly where Psychonauts started popping into my head. Was I was like, oh god, it's it's that platforming type thing. I mean, at the end of the day, we got through it. And yeah, no, no. It, it, well, I mean, that's a very low bar. That's mm-hmm. a very low bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I again, uh, the point you made, I wouldn't have found it so frustrating if I didn't have to rely on the tap L one to mm-hmm. move the camera behind your person. If you jump at the wrong angle onto one of those brains, it can royally screw you up. But like jumping from moving gear to moving gear, that was fun. You know, you know, things like that were fun. It was just mostly the brain stuff. Um, or uh, if you remember. The level where it's nothing but floating platforms, and you hit the key, uh, and then and then you got to come back and go in that skeleton's mouth, and there's that whole part over there to the right that you have no reason to go over to. Uh, yeah, like some of those levels anno- just annoyed me. Uh, and the boss of this, I think, is probably the weakest boss in the game, and that is Lord Gutter Scum, the yeah. demon. And all you have to do is hit him in the bum. Yeah, yeah. So it's like every attack that he has, you can avoid by just running round him you literally run left wait until he breathes fire <laughs> and then hit him in the bum and then you run left and then you wait until he breathes fire and then you hit him in the bum at some point i think I might oh, have now run. there's spikes coming out of the walls oh yep there's spikes coming out of the walls um and the floor might be turning i'm not entirely sure or whether it's the stage is turning or you're turning it's better to run right and you run right round the stage you wait until he breathes fire and you smack him in the bum. It was kind of naff. It was. I, I wondered if this is either, okay, I like I could see two reasonings for this. One is, okay, that, those were hard levels. Let's give an easy boss. Or if this was one of those, well, we ran out of time bosses. Because everything else seems to have more mechanics behind it. This is like Gus level of yeah, easy. It's just, it was just like, oh, all right then. I mean, I was glad to be done with it because I, I knew that the next world was better. Like, I guess, oh, whew, huh. uh, oh, we didn't mention. Um, so every every time you finish a level, you go to the next hub. And inside the hub, you have the different levels. Think like a Crash Bandicoot or uh, Mario 64 or something like that. Except this does the move of putting enemies in your hub world, which throws me for a loop every <laughs> yeah, single yeah, time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, oh, 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 okay. Um, next up, we have the last world. And this is a fairly short game. Uh, we have uh, Castle. Lord Achilles, nope, nope, Lord Achilles Castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this was, uh, this was, this picked up again after the Underworld. Like, f- this is a lot of combat, a lot of combat. And I think the combat's the stronger point of this game than the platforming. So I had a lot of fun here. <sighs> Any thoughts? Like, like, I like the opening level where you're like breaking a siege and there's, you have to yeah. use the siege equipment to get in through it. It's pretty cool. Um, I just, honestly, it was maybe my least least liked world. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's fair I enough. I don't know why. I, like, you know me. I never get on my castles that well. Or yeah, really, yeah. Like, if it was a space castle, well. if, uh, if, I mean, yeah. If this was a fucking space station, Dave, that would be the tits best level ever. <laughs> Even if they just reskinned <laughs> it, if it was the exact same thing and they reskinned it as a bloody space station. Um, 
put some of those, one of the Tesla balls, just, just on stands somewhere. And there we go. Now it's a space station. <laughs> okay. So when you start the fight, he's all like, blah, blah, blah. You can't stop me. I've already, and Maximo's like, Err. and then the boss fight starts and he's, he's uh, shooting magic at you and he's trying to hit you. You run around, you hit him in the butt and you're like, well, I hope this isn't another Lord gutter scum. And then he just goes, no, no, no. I got some mechanics here. And all of these, um, they look like 1950s death ray cannons. Mm-hmm. come up out of the floor and they transfer a whole bunch of power to him and mm-hmm. then he turns into big buff dude with a beard yeah. and chases you around the stage and you have to run around the stage and knock off all of the, yeah. the space ray cannons I've got a question at this yes. point sorry is this it, it, if you don't do it in time do the space ray cannons come back online because at times I felt like I'd killed like 12 of them yeah it feels like okay i i swear i I, to be honest i'm not sure i kind of had that same feeling but it was also a little tense with him chasing after me so i don't know because some sometimes he's locked you into a wall like when he grows you're at the wrong angle and you feel you feel like he's locking you into a wall so you're trying to run away from him turn around twat a thing and then by the time you get to what you think is the last one he still doesn't stop and he's regaining health this whole mm-hmm. time. I don't know this for sure because I was I was on two bloody stumps at this point. I had all the kisses locked in. And I was like, okay, because I didn't have any other upgrades because I had died. And so I'm doing this base, right? And that's not a brag. It's just a, uh-huh. this is what happens in Maximo sometimes. Um, can you hit those things with a shield? Like, can you just huck a shield at them? I, I never even tried. Well, there we go. So, uh, listener, if you play Maximo... Try hitting it with a shield. I don't know if it'll work or not. <laughs> um, okay, so after that happens, he's then all like, well, my magic's gone, but I still have Blade. And he does this very simple, like, mm-hmm. left swipe, right swipe, down swipe, run around, hit him in the butt. My God. That's that, it. That was the second point where I thought, okay, cool. He's manning up. He's lost his magic, and he's just going to try and twat me. But it was very simple, like... I thought that too. And then after that is when I went, oh, that's why. I mean, I would imagine they didn't want to put an insanely hard boss before a surprise boss. Actually, so yeah. You're, I, can you, I, oh, can you imagine beating him? <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. And this isn't a, uh, for the for the surprise boss, it doesn't refill your health or anything. You were in the exact same position you were when you finished the last boss. So if you're rocking like one hit left, you are on the edge of your seat going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, I didn't count the amount of hits, but I want to say what the, the surprise boss takes, what, five hits, I think? Uh, five's a good shout. I didn't count it as well. More than four, less than eight. That is the best way to do things, more or less than. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, and then you have the end of Maximo. Uh, this is a bit of a spoiler, but again, I, I honestly don't think you care. Uh, this leads directly into the second one. Okay. This is very much a, oh, we, the princess is still alive. Let's go find her. Herc to Dirk. Mm-hmm. Um, if you manage to finish it with all the kisses, like a man, like a man, <laughs> um, you unlock the, the best thing of all video games, a gallery. Oh. I know, right? Oh. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. I mean, there's some cool like design pictures in there, mm-hmm. but 
I could have Googled this. Yeah. I could have used all those power-ups, man. Mm. I mean, this was from a time where you couldn't Google it necessarily, yeah. but... Uh, um, so, yeah, that that's Maximo. I wouldn't suggest going for all the kisses. Not really worth it. Um, for a game that started as an N64 game and then got rejiggered, I don't know how much was done on the N64, but this didn't feel that old to me. So they must have done quite a bit of work when they retooled it for Dreamcast and PlayStation and then went, nah, we'll just do PlayStation. Um, so, yeah. I guess I guess there's there's one other thing I want to talk about, Craig, and I had you read something. Yes. And this is this is not me attacking the the gentleman who did the review. It's more or less me going, that's a bad mindset, dude. <laughs> um I had you read the IGN review for this, which was like glowing. Uh-huh. Like absolutely glowing. Okay, so the reason, Craig, I had you Hold on, let me readjust. Okay. The reason I had you uh, read that IGN review is that clangs so close to my problem with the Souls community. It's very much the, let's not help new people. Let's just say, haha, you baby, you got to get good. Mm -hmm. Like that review was full of, well, if you don't like this, you must not be man enough to complete it. I mean... It, it, I think that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm very bad at articulating most of what's in my brain. But even down to the way it's written, the capitalization of things and the the punctuation, not punctuation, the the the, the language that the guy uses, it's not, it's not ideal. No, and and again, this is nothing against that guy. But this no, was is. a giant wake-up call. No, no, no. Well, I, oh, but it was the time. Like, like I'm not going to hold that against him now. If I run into him on the street, I'm not going to be like, how dare you? You know, it, it, I'm not going to hold it against him. I don't know. Maybe it was 20 years old. We're all shitheads at 20 Dave, years old. Dave. Um, huh. Do you know, it posted 13th of February, 2002. Updated 20th of May, 2012. So he's thinking about it 10 years wow. after. It's been posted. Wow. All right. So so maybe you're a bit of a dickhead, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I still won't hold it against you because I, I was like this at some point, man. I was very much a, you're just not good enough at games. And again, I am not in the everything should be completable by everybody camp. I don't like that camp either. Um, but it was this was a very nice refresher to my memory that... Oh no! This isn't just a Souls game thing. This this is this is just a mentality that has always been around, in terms of the game's not bad. You're just not good enough at it. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes, if you cannot beat Mario sixty four, the game isn't bad. Maybe you just need to practice. That's fine. But um, they're very hostile. Very hostile review, in terms of. Well, you kids nowadays, you don't know what it was like on NES hard. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really notable in terms of this whole hardcore versus you're not hardcore enough has always existed. And I realize I am <clears throat> I am way more in the hardcore camp, and that's not a brag. It's just the way I play games. Like, I'm the Death March Witcher guy. I'm that, you know, let's do a Souls level one. I'm, I'm that guy. And I realize uh, I'm, hmm. it's really tough for me, man. It's really tough for me because if you were if you were to come on here and say, nah, dude, I couldn't complete it. First of all, we wouldn't be recording this because that's against the rules. But second of all, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't say, I don't think my gut reaction would be, that's fine, dude. It's old. It's clunky sometimes. That's cool. I think my gut would be, really? Really? You couldn't complete this? And I, I, I that's a part of me I don't like because I understand the, um, the side that is, no, um, there should be options for people to complete things. And then the other side that's like, Yes, but if it's hard, then you feel a sense of worth, which is completely not a thing you should ever put stock in. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't feel better than somebody because you beat a Souls boss. That's dumb. But you know what I mean. Like, if um, we're, we're playing Monster Hunter together, if things went down in three hits, that wouldn't be satisfying. Yeah. But if things didn't go down in 400 hits, it also wouldn't be satisfying. Uh-huh. There's a fine line. You gotta walk. Um, and yeah, I, I don't remember that kind of mindset being a thing but i think that's because in this time i was in that mindset and i'm curious about you because well craig you're a pretty cool guy you're pretty cool (laughs) um um you don't remember most of what you've ever played in your entire life and you're now starting to come into that souls-like mentality of oh oh you think you can kill me (laughs) i'll be back uh kind of thing is that something that ever turned you off of um, a game? Their community, I mean, not not the actual difficulty. Oh, the c- community-wise, I do not engage with pretty much the majority of gaming communities ever. Like, I I would never. Um, oh, I'm a lurker, not a not a participator. Absolutely, I, w- I wouldn't even lurk. Like, I I I played Bloodborne as. And we spoken about it, and we will speak about it in the future. But I fell in love. I fell head over heels in love with that game, and I love it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the architecture. I've ordered the French version of the art book because it's hardback instead of the English and ten percent fancier. Mm-hmm. It's in French. Yep. Um, it's just we blood because, because I love it. But I would never in a million years want to go onto a Bloodborne forum and talk to people about... I would rather just talk to you about it, to be honest. Well, that's what I'm... If, if you didn't have a group of friends that you could... Oh, I would keep it like, to like, myself. Okay. Or I would talk to Laura okay. about it. I, I, I would, I, <laughs> and, and she would do what Kelsey does. Uh-huh. 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 Like, uh-huh. I, I'm playing Yak as a five just now. And, and like I, I told you earlier, like... I've been playing a year, maybe a year and a half. I've been playing every single Yakuza game. And I'm sitting, I booted up Yakuza 5 a couple of weeks ago. I'm doing a taxi tutorial today. And I'm driving about and Laura was like, are you playing a Yakuza game? Why are you driving? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> like, okay, yep. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I would only ever talk to her about it. I, I, I don't, I can talk to people in real. No, no, no. I'm sounding like a dick. I'll tell. I'll, I might cut this, but I can talk to people in real life, and I can talk to people I know. And no, I, can I know talk what you mean. You. But going onto a forum <laughs> or joining a subreddit or doing something or joining a Discord, I I don't like it. I, I just Here's a okay. Here, well, uh, see, I'm the opposite. All I have are online people to talk to about video games. So I understand a little bit. I don't necessarily participate at all. Like, like I have a games facts account that's like 
17 years old and I posted like four times. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm much more of a lurker. But, okay, here's a better question uh, that I guess would exemplify what I'm going for. You played Bloodborne. If Bloodborne 2 was coming out, and you had half the community saying, put in an easy mode, and the other half saying, no, keep it as hard as the first one. Which, where would you fall? I would absolutely sit on the fence and go, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't care. Um, pers- like, it, it, if I was to fall on one of those sides, it would be keep it as, as difficult as the first one but i mean i'm kind of i'm kind of almost there with you keep it as hard as the first one but throw in an easy mode yeah that's fine i'll play it on normal i a lot of games a lot of games these days and this is like this is a topic of conversation that could go on forever but i i appreciate and i really like it when games put in modes that like options for snapping aiming or for changing the colors of enemies to make them brighter or accessibility options pretty much accessibility options and it's not because i'm colorblind well maybe maybe it is slightly because i'm colorblind but (laughs) i was gonna say that's a factor a little bit (laughs) but I, i completely appreciate when someone puts in that option and it doesn't affect trophies it doesn't affect any. It, it's not. It's not a, a detractor of the enjoyment of the game. So I, I kind of think if someone said, uh, I'm trying to think through this. If someone said, okay, you there, you can't play Bloodborne because you, your thumbs don't work fast enough, or you don't have a thumb, um, but play Bloodborne on easy. I would want that person to experience Bloodborne. That's kind of, yeah, that's about where I'm sitting now. It's like, well, the more people we get to experience this, the better. I mean, I'm sure, and I've I've actually seen people that play Bloodborne because they love the architecture, they love the level design. I'm like, no, the bosses. Did you see that boss this thing? Was amazing. Um, I, that's something I very much come. Around. I mean, that argument is something that really like it was almost Gamergate level of split the gaming community. With Sekiro, because a, 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 there was a oh, reviewer the, yeah. that finished Sekiro with a trainer on PC, and people threw a fit. In that specific instance, well, I won't tell you where I land, because that will start a whole nother argument. <laughs> Not argument, but you know what I mean, conversation. But that 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 argument has been a, a really divisive line. And I just want to point out to people, if you do run into those people... It's not a Souls thing. There's always been people like that. Mm-hmm. Always. Since the beginning of time. Look at the Maximo review. And again, nothing against the guy. If he's one of those guys, that's fine. You have your opinion. That's cool. But it was it was a real like refresher for my brain. And I thought it was worth noting, at least. Um, I agree with most of the review, though. In terms of... I think he thinks it's better than I think it is. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, the guy's got a decent opinion. All right. So, final thoughtsy, and before we get to final thoughtsy, we have a question, and that's something I forgot to do on Doom Eternal because there wouldn't be this question. There would just be half of it, which is your favorite thing and your worst thing about this game. 
honestly, my funniest favourite mm-hmm. thing was when I lost a bit of health and I ended up in boxers. I immediately just went, oh my fucking God, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's a 3D version okay. of Art Boxers and it's it's perfect. If I had to go for a second, it would be the um, Papa Shango moment when one of the skull bosses came back out of the ground. I was just like, oh my God, that's brilliant. That's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Uh, the worst thing, worst thing, it's probably more mechanically the camera control like stumbling <laughs> that, through, we agree on that yeah yep. um stumbling through r- trying to look with your th- left thumb and then hit l1 to snap round i didn't like nope i agree i agree it just felt old that's there to always remind you hey this is a ps2 game <laughs> um my favorite thing, uh, while there's a lot I like about this, this is a dumb thing to be my favorite, but I literally laughed out loud when it happened, was when you kill the Yetis, and they do that, like, Looney Tunes suddenly stiff and then fall over. Love it. I love it. It's great. Um, okay, so, final thoughts. And with your final thoughts, please add, is this a series you'd like to see revived? Oh, dear God. Um, because Capcom doesn't have a Souls-like. This would be an interesting, a cartoony kind of Souls-like would be an interesting addition to the landscape. So, away you go. Um, I would like to see a modern Maximo. A remake or, or something, something similar. I think I think it would down a treat like surely surely we could make it happen dave well i i I do own stock in capcom i can pull weight you know i'll I'll pull rank and be like look guys my five stocks they're gone unless we get another maximo (laughs) it's something that that we kind of come up against is or not come up against but it's it's pretty unique it is and what it does it's it it's kind of... Oh, I'm having trouble seeing what I'm trying to say. It's the word, as the song says, Craig, say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. Oh, it's a lovely say what you need to say. It's a lovely wee game. It's just a lovely wee game. And for all the troubles I had with it to start, I think it ends on an absolute banger. Like, the the, the final boss... As I said earlier, the final boss of this is one of the better gaming experiences I've ever literally ever had. Oh, I'm great, glad to hear it, man. Um, uh, I, I, I'm very surprised I managed to forget that because I'll remember that boss fight for years, man, because that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Um, my final thoughts are pretty in line with what you would think. Uh, after hearing the episode, uh, I would love to see either a medieval style remaster where it's like a slight retooling, but very faithful or a just Maximo three, man. I I'd love a nice cartoony souls like that. Isn't all grim and take itself seriously. It would be amazingly fun. Um, and it would be from one of my favorite developers. So that's always a bonus. Um, I hope, I hope. Like, like some of my hope for, for when we both die and this, this podcast is dead. 
that you will see why I pick Capcom as like one of my favorite developers. And this is this is one step along that path of like, oh yeah, okay, all right, there's another one in the pouch. Um, I realize this diminishes my opinion of this as it is one of my favorite gaming companies. But yeah, I, I think if you have a PS3, this is worth going and spending $7 to check out. Uh, I can't say it's worth buying a PS3 for. I don't think it's that good. But emulation is the thing. And this offers something that you will not find today. It's just, And some of that is jank. You're absolutely right with the camera. It, some of it is jank. But I think it's charming enough to... You know what this feels like? This feels like Kirby Goes Halloween kind of charming. It, it's just fun. Um, other than that, yeah. Um, I enjoy this game. It, it, it will always be one of my... I don't want to say treasured because it's not worth anything. But, you know, it, it, I'm glad I own it. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. Um, I'm glad I got to make up for Doom with, with Maximo. And I'm very happy that we uh, we got to do one of my more favorite PS2 games. So, next up, Craig, they're your babies. Next big episode will be the game of the half year, 2021. Oh, really? It's, Already? It's the Gothies. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Gothies. Yep. So, Craig, I'm not going to have much to talk about other than fucking Monster Hunter. Uh, um... That's like all I played this year. I'll p- I'll pick up well, I'll pick up Returnal, and um, okay, all right. Uh, what can um, what can look? I'll play I'll play Resident Evil. You play, um, you play Resident Evil, uh, Mike. We we play we played Neo. You play we both played Neo oh, again. Yep. So okay, I think I think we'll be safe. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, we've got the Gothies, and then the next big 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 games are Bloodborne and Disco Elysium in that order. Oh, okay. So Bloodborne is first. Um, I know we talked about it a lot, but again, uh, this made an impact on Craig. So why not do a full blown episode on Bloodborne? Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of retro rewind, we are burping. First of all, excuse me. Uh, we are chugging through the years, man. We're 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 getting up there to what you would consider modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know what the next episode is. I'm sorry for Retro Rewind. Uh, Retro Rewind, we're still on Panzer General. Okay. All right. So the next episode for Retro Rewind is Panzer General, like we mentioned last week. Um, So grab your Panzer Shreks and shoot down the Luftwaffe. Uh, Yeah. Dave, there we go. You wouldn't really shoot down a plane with a Panzer Shrek. Um, That would be like an anti-tank. What? What if it's mid takeoff? Oh, like okay. it's just taxiing down the runway, okay. and you're like, no, like Whoosh! like a floating tank. Yeah, what if it was the, the hover tanks like they used to have in World War Two, and then we we lost them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we we spent all that scrap metal on mancubuses, and that was a mistake. Uh, okay, Fuck so yeah, I'll let me take that again. All right, so um. Our next Retro Rewind episode is Panzer General, as we said last week, and we're, you know, it's 90s. Um, we, we've been through the hell that was Mist. Uh, so, wait, did Mist come out right before Doom? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be pants shit on top of pants shit. Oh, 
All right. So there we go. Our spring of discontent was <laughs> was this year. Um, in terms of what we have planned, uh, like we have on the website, we'd like to start trying to do a uh, a musical show that complements the Retro Rewind. So when we have a Retro Rewind week, that Monday we'll have a couple of tracks that would accompany of like, hey, this is the timer. We're still working out all the details with that. But um, other than that, all I can say is thank you very much for listening. And um, I got nothing for Maximo. Um, uh, do Metal sucks. Doom Eternal sucks. <laughs> Craig, say goodnight to the fine people and we'll get out of here. Good night. Good night.